This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tons of people take a multivitamin, me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Andrew. And Dave. All right, I got uh, got a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious? Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Huh? You gotta get cut people down all the time? Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot out! <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If it's Wednesday, that means we are on the Twitter spaces. Guys... We do the Twitter spaces every Wednesday, Thursday, uh, depending on the day and depending on Saints news. Uh, This week we're going a little bit early, uh, but you should support Saints Happy Hour. You can do it by clicking on the Amazon Prime link. If you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can subscribe to us on Twitch. It doesn't cost you a dime, and we get Jeff Bezos' money. Thomas is nice enough to create instructions and 
a, a link that you can do that, and you can become a patron. Freaking seven dollars a month. Zachary, Bob, and Joan uh, all did it this today, actually, and they do it. You get access to everything we do every freaking day. The write-ups, the podcast. All of it for as little as $7 a month. So do it already. Uh, so, the Saints haven't signed an LSU player since Friday. That's bad. So maybe they should add another one. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, the thing where I'm going to start is, I don't know how many of you are gamblers. Uh, I don't know how many of you like to wager. I do. Fortunately, Texas is a backwater, and they do not allow online gambling. I don't know why. Texas is just that way. They're dumb. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, But I'm going to tell you, the Saints over-under for wins, it started at 7.5 some places. It's not there anymore. But you can still get it on some. If you're in Louisiana gambling apps, you can get it at 8 Eight and a half is a little bit dicey, but if you could gamble and you could get the Saints win total at eight, I'm telling you, you should pound that thing. And here's why. Saints at eight wins. NFC South, we know, we know it is a garbage dump of a division. The Saints, minimum, they're going four and two in the South. Like, they... You know, at worst, they're losing two games. They never lost to Tom Brady in the two years he's played. They probably will lose one of those stupid Saints games where they lose inexplicably like they did to Atlanta at home. But they go 4-2 and two in the division. You got 11 other games. All they have to do is go 5-6, and six, and that gets you to nine wins. Boom, you cash that over if you got it at eight, eight and a half. So I'm just saying... If you're the gambling sort, the Saints over eight or eight and a half, depending on where you like to wager, it's a great bet, right? And I want to hear from you guys. What do you think of the Saints win total for 2022? Do you think Vegas and the sports apps, do they have it right? Is eight, eight and a half the right number? Or are the Saints going to wildly exceed that? Or... Is it going to uh, be a little lower? You know? So, request to speak, and we will uh, get you on there. Motion. Uh, we got some We got some people. We got Aaron. We got Aaron Davis and uh, Budrich. They are going to speak. Aaron, what you got for us tonight? Aaron, are you there? Yep. Yo, what's up? Well, first of all, I'm glad to see you're not actually trending on my feet again. <laughs> I try. You know, what do you want from me? All right, so to answer your question, I think the Saints are going to be a little over. And, Andrew, happy to see you again, brother. Uh, here's why. Obviously, we look at what the Saints did last year had the most injuries to an NFL roster in, right. a la- in this in this current in this current era of football they had three different three different instances of being struck with the massive covid outbreaks in their locker room that's right 
they had a displacement from Hurricane Ida. They were they were away from their home for a month. They had to start their season opener in another state. And they still managed to finish over 500 and just barely missed the playoffs. They were started a, four quarterbacks? Yeah. Started four quarterbacks. They were a overtime choke away from playing the Rams net that following week. That's right. I think it's going to be a little over with, with not because of what they did on offense of this offseason, but mainly just... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Because Will Lutz is coming back. If Will Lutz was active and healthy for 2021, the Saints win, uh, Saints cover two games. Saints cover the first game against the Falcons at home. And they cover the Tennessee Titans. Those two games were decided by field goals. If not, that's right. I'd say any other game. I think it's. I think it's just the Falcons and the Titans that were. Or at worst, at worst, the Titans game is in overtime, probably right. Or no, they, Most, I can't remember. Andrew, how did the Titans game go? I know they had to go for two at the end because they missed an extra point or something. But dude, you're you're asking me, man. I'm trying to figure out this stupid shit that you sent me. And <laughs> your direction, your directions are terrible. You know, like I mean, just the Saints awful. missed the the Saints missed the field goal and an extra point in that Titans game. Oh, so four God. points. The Saints were left four points on the board that could have given them the win right. over Tennessee. Yeah, t- t- Andrew's giving people peek behind the curtains. I tried to send him the instructions for for. for I mean, you text me like download BlueStacks and go to Google Play and download Twitter. <laughs> I did all that, but like then it's telling me that my microphone isn't recognized. So I, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it, 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 it 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 has. It's like allergic to the Yeti, but. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what my, my Aaron, audio sounds for like. Us. I'm back on my I'm back on my earbuds, but I can't possibly sound worse than Aaron, who sounds like he's in a wind tunnel. <laughs> he sounds like sounds like back in the day. When he, he, he literally sounds like he's on his phone on the on the podcast in spaces, and he's driving with his windows down or a convertible. Maybe he's talking a, on his phone. Maybe yeah, he's in a maybe convertible. But no, good to hear. Good to hear from Aaron, though. Glad he's on. Here's my thing I started this show with. I think the Saints over under win total, it started at seven and a half. It's not there anymore, but it's still eight, eight and a half. Andrew, 
pound that. Wait, 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 wait. Who put seven and a half? Who said that? It started at seven and a half. I saw, I saw it on, uh, it was a, it was a, what was it? What's the, uh, you're being about as vague as your draft. It was, it was draft. It was CBS.com. It was on DraftKings. They said seven and a half. When? Uh, last, last, last Thursday, pre Jarvis Landry. And then, so Jarvis Landry gave the Saints one game. Is that is that what they're yeah. giving us? Yes. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's it's all emotion, right? So it could be Saints fans. It could be people like. Yeah, I mean, I would pound the over. I, I would pound the over. Look, I I think that would be a complete failure and disappointment for Mickey Loomis. Like, you don't trade your first round pick if you're going seven and eleven or worse. So, or seven Six, and ten, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that that would be a massive disappointment. I, we would all be disappointed in a season like that. And I don't see that happening. Um, no, anything can happen, obviously, with injuries and everything. But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about just this season, this off season, and everything. And I feel like as much as I've talked up Teron Matthew and Jarvis Landry, like, I don't feel like I've done it justice. Like, I've been an LSU fan my That's whole right. life. I've been a Saints fan my whole life. You know, Sean Payton has deprived us of LSU players for some ungodly, like for some unknown reason. Why? Why has he not drafted LSU guys? So many have been successful in the league, and like they're finally doing it. And I'm not a Jersey guy, but I'm going to buy a Jarvis Landry jersey. I'm going to buy a Teron Matthew jersey. Wow. I'm going to wear wear both of them because I am this pumped. And you know, Ralph, like it'd be one thing if they just signed like. If they let's say they brought back Quan Alexander and they got Daryl Williams, let's say like if they had gotten a couple else, you guys like yeah, yeah. would have been excited. But Jarvis Landry and Teron Matthew are freaking Pro Bowlers. I mean they and they're yeah. not even thirty yet. They're both twenty nine yeah. years old. You know, like I, I know they're not necessarily in their prime, but they're still good players, really good players. Yeah, and like Jarvis Landry. We talked about it where he signed for you know he signed for six million, but it's really three million, but. It's all the contract today. If he just replicates Emmanuel Sanders' 2020 with the Saints, he's going to make almost six million. He'll get like two two and a half million dollars in incentives that are that did are. Did you read? Re- did you read my uh, thing that I posted on the? I did on the Patreon. I did. I want you to explain it to people because I think as Saints fans, we're Saints centric, and we watch other teams. That I, this is I'm guilty of this. I, I watch the Saints. I care about the NFC South, and I care about the NFC, but the AFC is like a distant land and like a foreign language, and it's like me, you know, like I, it's like oh, I pay attention, but like I know what I read, but I ain't, I ain't watching this game. I don't watch Browns games, so you're you're right up. I was like, oh, oh yeah, Baker Mayfield, he was kind of straight, kind of was all hurt all the time, and the Browns were kind of a hot mess, and and oh yeah, like Jarvis Landry, he can be pretty good. So explain it to the people. Well, yeah, I don't know if you want to get into the whole write-up and all the tape that I watched of him last year. and We can get into the I – don't, I don't know if we're going to make this a Jarvis Landry podcast, but I, I will just say, yes, first of all, true statement. Baker Mayfield was hurt last year. He was really gun-shy. Like, he – worst statistical season of his career by a long shot. Lowest in yards, lowest in yards per pass, per attempt. But – you know, it was interesting. So Landry had 52 catches last year. And if you look at his career statistically, and then you see 52 catches for five some yards, you know, 
it was, you'd be like, oh, wow, that was the worst year of his career. But it's important to remember, first of all, that he did that in 12 games. So he missed five games. Mm-hmm. And if you amortize, you know, 52 catches over 12 games, and it's re- he's really not far, far off from his pace of other seasons. So over 12 games, he was actually kind of on pace for the most part with some of his like lower to mid-level years. So really it was more the missing games than it was like a statistical drop-off. And the, and, and, but he really hadn't missed games up until last year. So like he was playing 15, 16 games every year for his whole career up until last year. And then, you know, last year he had some injuries, but the thing that really stood out to me when I watched the tape is Mayfield had no zip on his ball. And, and, and by the way, the number two receiver on that team was Austin Hooper with 38 <laughs> catches. And then the next guy, well, who's their other tight end? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, is it Njoku? Yeah. yeah. So Njoku had like, he was number three with like 34 catches Ooh, or something. So quality receiving there. Yeah, right. But so like, it, 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 that tells you something. If your quarterback's going to his two tight ends and Jarvis Landry, like he, he was just throwing hitches and outs and hooks. Like he was not pushing the ball down the field. And he was kind of guilty of what I like to call like the float attempts you know, like Roethlisberger at the tail end of his career, Matt Ryan does this a lot now. Like when they throw downfield, it's more like those lob touch passes that are easier to throw, you know? And so like there was no zip on the ball because his rotor, he had a throwing shoulder injury. And so Mayfield really couldn't throw the ball. And so he it, that was affecting Odell Beckham. It was affecting all of his receivers. You know- and a lot of times he settled for the underneath stuff, but like, so, so I, I watched all his games, yeah. and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just conclude with this. If you go to week 18, the last game of the season, uh, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield gets benched, and they roll with Case Keenum. And Landry had by far his best game of the season, the last game of the season for the Browns. I think he had six catches for 80, 60 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he tore it up. He was awesome. And if you watch that game and you watch the tape, he has a quarterback with a functional throwing arm that's actually pushing the ball down the field. And you should take some solace in the fact that that was week 18. Like that was the last game of the season and Landry looked awesome. And so now you're starting to think, okay, we'll give him Jameis Winston with yeah. play action and Michael Thomas and Chris Olave and Kamara and Taysom Hill in the offense alongside him. And like, yeah, he's going to freaking tear it up and you see it immediately. So I, I, I actually watching the tape and having all that context I felt a lot better about this is not a guy that's washed up that's going to be on the tail end of his career and disappoint. I think he's going to play really well. Yeah, and the thing that I made your write up when I when I, when you talking about Baker, it made it sound like he was like not dollar store Drew Brees, but like homeless poverty hobo Drew Brees. Like he didn't have an arm, but he also didn't have Drew Brees's smarts and moxie and processing ability and accuracy at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Drew Brees, his arm was completely gone, but everything else was still incredibly elite for Drew. So he could like make it – he could like make it work and the Saints are still a top five offense. Like Baker has none of that. Ba- Baker Baker looked like Cook Drew <laughs> with, without the uh, efficiency. Baker – Cook through minus efficiency is not a place you want to go. If you if I ever do a TED talk and uh, on why Drew Brees was a unicorn, 
Baker will be my example of why short quarterbacks from the pocket don't work. And that Drew Brees made it work, and he is a unicorn. Um, But Landry, he's one of those guys, it just surprised it, it it didn't surprise me that like he didn't have like a like he thought he was gonna have a crazy market right and all because all these receivers were getting paid and I'm sure he's like Scantley's getting ten million I should get that so he fired his agent and I wasn't necessarily surprised that 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 Landry didn't get that but I look at these receivers that got in the seven to ten eleven million dollar range the Watkins uh, that went to the Dolphins and other guys. Uh, I was surprised that teams like didn't see what you saw on tape. Not that you're Andrew. By the way, you should become a patron. He's really good at watching tape because he knows what the Saints can do, and he's he's great at it. And I'm not just saying it to get you to sign up for patron. I mean it. I, he's he's great at watching tape. But the thing is, Andrew, like if you can watch the tape of Landry, and you're like, I'll watch every game. How can all these other NFL teams that paid these ridiculous amount of money for receivers <laughs> not also be like, you know what? We get Jarvis Landry for for three years, twenty four million. It's just it's stunning to me that he's out there and was still available in freaking May. Yeah, I, I'm surprised too, man. Uh, I I really am, and I, I don't know what I'm missing. Um, maybe it was like a timing thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did get cut a little bit later into free agency, and so yeah. maybe at that point, like teams had already made like the allocation of resources. Whereas, like if Landry. And a lot of times it's a timing thing. Like if a guy gets cut, you know, a lot of times it's, well, what's wrong with him? Like, you know, before we pay him, like we want him to come in for a visit. Like, are they cutting him because he's injured? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I just feel like Landry was maybe guilty of circumstance, you know, just victim of circumstance a little bit. But I I am stunned, man. and, And I can't help but wonder. Now, we don't know what other offers were out there for him. We know other teams were interested I wonder if he was just like, you know, he talked to Jameis, he talked to Teron Matthew, and he was just like, I'm going to the Saints, that's it. And he's just telling his agent, like, make it happen. Like, you know, and so at that point, Mickey's like, well, you know, cap, we got cap problems, man. We, we can only yeah. give you this. And he's just like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm going to the Saints. Yeah. And I, I think that might have been in place. So it's possible that he was offered one year $8 million by another team, and he was just like, no, I'm going to the Saints. So yeah. and I, I don't be- know, but – yeah, and it could also be that he that that all the offers were the same, and like Jameis and 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 Tyron Matthew like got him over the line. It's like it's the same offer, dude. Come home, come home. You know? Well, the bottom line is this: is I, I think it's going to be really interesting from a matchup standpoint when the Saints play second day. And the NFL is all about matchups, but when you get in these situations where the Saints are throwing the ball, I think from week to week it's going to be really interesting to see Pete Carmichael, how he's like, okay, who's the corner that we can attack? Because we know Michael Thomas, like anytime he plays a more diminutive guy, they're going to put him in the slot. He's going to run slants. He's going to run crossing routes. And like, you know, he doesn't have to be that open. Like you just throw it, he'll go get it. And he'll, he'll ragdoll the guy that's covering him. Well, it's kind of the same thing with Landry. So I think, you know, a lot of times they'll put, Michael Thomas as the X receiver, they'll put Olave as the flanker or the Z receiver, right? So he he's he's playing a little bit off the line, so he's not getting jammed in man press or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think you have Landry in slot. In those weeks where the slot receiver, it, you know, is covered up by the nickel guy, and nickel guys tend to be 
a little bit more diminutive in size, you know, your 5'10", mm-hmm. your 5'11", quarters that are a little bit more quick twitch, those are the perfect matchups for Landry. Because, I mean, you, you see it on the tape from this past season. You've got corners, if they're smaller than him, they're draped all over his back. They, he, he is not open at all. And Mayfield doesn't care. He throws it there anyway. And it's like all these 50-50 balls, Landry catches all of them. So, like, unless he unless he's getting banged up by a Carlton Davis, you know, where he's just like he where he's got press coverage and he's struggling to get open, and Carl Davis can maybe Carlton Davis could maybe contest that 50-50 ball. These smaller nickel corners, I'm telling you, if they if the Saints get that matchup, he's gonna win that third and five. And and if Jameis puts it anywhere where it's catchable, like they're moving the chains. And, and that's what I think is going to be invaluable to this offense. They were dreadful when he, when he has those matchups. They were, and people took this as people took this as a negative thing sometimes on on Twitter. But it, what really wasn't? It's just the Saints' passing offense last year was a disaster. And not that we gave Sean Payton a pass for it, but because we had Sean Payton, I don't think we dug into the details of it necessarily that we would have it was so bad Andrew on third down the yard it's like any way you wanted to measure it it was horrible and now it's Ralph I'm telling I'm telling you right now Landry at 52 catches worst of his career the tape I watched was by far better than anything I saw from the Saints at receiver. Hey guys, this concludes the free version of the show. If you want the full version, you'll need to become a patron. We need more support from the 2,000 of y'all that listen to the free show every week so we can keep Thomas doing all the great stuff he does. The great content we give you guys takes time and money. Patrons get access to another 30 minutes of this episode. It's only $7 a month to get full access to the show, and you can become a patron at saintshappyhour.com. We appreciate everyone who listens to Saints Happy Hour, and even if you don't become a patron, please continue to enjoy the free version of the show.